Welcome to the Direct Response Marketing Magic Podcast. Seth Green is a five-time best-selling author, speaker, and nationally recognized direct response marketing expert who is CEO of one of the fastest-growing direct response marketing firms in the country. To get free access to a download of his new book, Podcast Marketing Magic, and a free live training webinar that will show you how you can use a podcast to attract new customers and referrals like magic, simply register at www.ultimatemarketingmagician.com. On the podcast, Seth brings together some of the most cutting-edge thought leaders in the world to share with you how they grow their businesses and how you can too. And now, here's your host, Seth Green. Hi, my name is Ella Green. The best marketing guy is my dad. First, he helps people with with marketing magic. Next, if you need marketing help, he will help you. Finally, if he is a mat marketer, my dad is the best. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be interviewing Keon Rudder, author of The Job Interview Simplified, How to Get a Razor Promotion Simplified, The Purpose of College Simplified, and the innovator behind quite a few other things I'm sure we're going to get to talk to you about today. Keon, thank you so much for joining us. It's my pleasure, Seth. Let's go back in time a little bit. Where did you grow up? I was actually born in Grenada, which is an island in the Caribbean. We moved to Houston, Texas when I was six. And I resided in Houston, Texas for the majority of my years before going to Austin to UT. And what was your childhood like? It was tough love, but it was a lot of fun, a lot of exploring, a lot of venturing around playing sports, basketball, football with the neighborhood kids. And what did your parents what did your parents do? My parents are divorced. My father has not been a big part of my life, but he was in construction when we were younger and my mother, she is a nurse uh here in Houston, Texas. And how did you get started in business? It was said not too long ago when I was 12 years old, I was asked, what do you want to do when you grow up? And around 12, I said, I want to own my own business. It makes no sense to work for someone. So I'm going to answer that it was ingrained in me that business was a part of me. It was a desire. It was a dream that was hidden. And it was brought to fruition upon graduating college. And I decided to go ahead and give it a shot. And what was the first business you started? The first business was called Think Big Scheduling. It was a software program that would allow any business to schedule their employees, whether it's 10,000 or one or 100. You can schedule a month schedule or a year schedule in less than 10 minutes. It was a great idea. It was a fantastic idea, but the timing was wrong when we were in a recession in 2009 to 2012. And how did you get from there to all the amazing stuff you're doing now? Fantastic question. Well, after that business, we had a couple clients, some awesome clients that I still keep in touch with. But unfortunately, not a lot of businesses were purchasing our product because they're scaling back. 
So I decided to get a management job in Minnesota. I went and worked for a little while. That's when I wrote my first book. And that job didn't work out, unfortunately. However, I came back to Houston with a strong determination to give entrepreneurship 100% of my time, energy, and effort. And since 2013, I've been delving into the world of entrepreneurship, and God has blessed me with creativity to come up with different products and avenues to market them. Absolutely. So let's talk about the different business ventures you're involved in now. What I mean, I'm sure we're going to need uh, you've got a number of irons in the fire, and you're serving quite a few different markets. Talk a little bit about the evolution of your business and what you're doing now. Absolutely. The first thing that started it off, the idea came in 2009, but I put it on the back burner, was the reversible umbrella. So you can go online and Google reversible umbrella, and it will come up. Some people freak out. They're like, oh, your idea is taken. Actually, it hasn't. So what our umbrella does is it opens and closes on both sides, which is fantastic. So this is great for women who are going to their kids' sporting events. They can put their kids' colors on one side, and then let's say they're going to an alma mater. They can take it off, take off the side B, and put on their alma mater. And if the dad borrows the same umbrella, he can take off side A with the kids' sporting events colors and put on the Houston Rockets or Houston Texans. So it's great for accessibility, and it's less likely to break when the umbrella is inversed. That is my pride and joy. That here should be released in the next three months. And upon that, we redesigned a weightlifting glove, which is a lot of fun. Weightlifting straps existed before, but never have weightlifting straps been attached to a glove. The purpose of a weightlifting strap is to help you lift more weight. You can wrap it around whatever you're lifting, and you can pull more and lift more with your wrist. So we're excited about that. That comes into from China in the next two weeks. And then a clothing line, which I released. I got really tired of wearing bland clothes, and I got tired of seeing women stuff their phones in their bra or in their pants waist or in their shoe. It was just so crazy. It was like, this is ridiculous. So I found practical solutions to clothes either being too short, which is some for basketball shorts, so we extended it. And then I found out that I have a lot of create, creative eye for color design, so I started creating some beautiful, colorful prints that we're going to launch here in the next week and a half. That is absolutely awesome. How did the books come about? The first book, I had a young man. He went to U of H main campus. This was in 2013, and he asked me, hey, um, do you have any interviewing tips because he's going for an internship? So I decided to give him a couple tips, and to him it was completely foreign. He's never heard them before. And it got me thinking, wait a second, if he has issues with interviewing, maybe other people will have questions that need to be answered because this stuff comes quite easy to me. What confirmed me to write a book was when I got the management job in Minnesota. I asked the gentleman who hired me, why is it that you chose me? I went up against 40-year-olds and 30-year-olds. At the time, I was like 26. I went up against girls who had MBAs. They're much more qualified. And he responded, there were four things that I really impressed me. Number one is the way you dress. Number two was the questions that you asked. Number three, you gave off an aura that said confidence and you're willing to learn. And number five, uh, four, sorry, was how you sat. Your nonverbal communication was fantastic. So I wrote those down and then started writing the book in 2013 in the fall. And how did that lead to the? That's incredible. How did the, that lead to the other two books? 
Oh, there's three books now. <laughs> three books, sorry. So, no, no problem. So the Job Interview Simplified was the first one. And earlier this year, because I've been marketing the first book and going on keynote speeches to California and Houston, quite a bit of areas in the past two years. And then this year, I decided to write a follow-up to the Job Interview Simplified because the same gentleman I went back to him for feedback on the first book, and he said, this is a fantastic book, but it doesn't have in there how I get a job or how do I get a raise. So I went back and I tweaked the first book, so the job interview, the job interview simplified version two covers how to look for jobs, how to use social media to help you find jobs, and a couple more tidbits in there that I learned that I did not put in the first book. And two weeks later, I wrote the How to Get a Raise, which was a fantastic book. I decided I needed to write a book completely on its own. Let me rephrase. Two weeks later, I wrote The Purpose of College Simplified. And that's been on my mind for quite some time. And then three weeks later, I decided to write the book, the, the How to Get a Raise and a Promotion, because I figured there's so much information, it can all be it can't all be put into the job interview simplified. So I wrote that book on its own. So within a month and a half, I wrote three books earlier this year. That is absolutely incredible. Uh, with all the success you've achieved, what's your biggest challenge now? Marketing, I tell every entrepreneur and everyone trying to get themselves out there, the biggest thing is marketing. The easiest thing is getting through the process, overcoming the hurdles to get whatever product it is made. Um, no matter if it's an actual physical product, if it's an intellectual product, or if it's a book, you go through your hurdles, you sit down, you write, you do those. Those have come easy. Marketing is tough because now it's finding your audience. It's trial and error. It's just getting out there and presenting yourself and saying, hey, look, this is what I have, and this is why I think you can use it. That is excellent advice. Let's. I mean, wh what is the best advice you've ever got? Ooh, best advice I got. I'm a big believer in God, and God has been a part of my life since youth. However, upon growing up and through my maturation process, God has had a personal attachment to me. Our relationship has grown. It's one thing to know him. It's another thing to have a strong relationship with him. And the best advice I would be given is enjoy the journey and trusting God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. There's a lot of things, especially for an entrepreneur, that are not known. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know when your next check is going to come. You don't know when your next speaking engagement is going to come. But through trust and truth, through faith, you can see that the pieces come together despite my lack of knowing what's going to happen tomorrow. So it helps you deal with the uncertainty. It helps you deal with the inconsistencies. Trusting in God is the best advice ever given to me. That is excellent advice. With uh, You've come so far so fast. What do you attribute your success to? Uh, number one, God, but I've already spoken on that. Number two, it's perseverance. And I'm going to preach that no matter what. You're going to hear that in motivational speeches everywhere. You just got to keep going. The biggest mistake I made with the first business was I gave up on it. With everything that I'm seeing now, you tweak it here, you tweak what doesn't work, and you keep going. 
Perseverance is key to success. You may not see it. You just got to stay in the game long enough to catch a break. And the third is I have a strong desire to learn. I'm addicted to podcasts. I'm addicted to reading. This year so far, I've read over 40 books. Um, I'm addicted to learning. And entrepreneurship or life period is based on finding out the information that you don't know, whether you're a parent whether you're a boss, whatever it is, there's information you don't know. And if you can dedicate yourself to learning, you will put yourself in environments to not only learn new things, but ways to better yourself and to improve your business. That is great advice. With all that is constantly changing in all the different worlds that you're touching and serving, how do you stay on top of it all? I find peace in the chaos. (laughs) And I find chaos in peace. So what I mean by that is when things are super peaceful and it's calm, it's like I'm looking for something to do. I want to get something done. I want to feel accomplished, like I've accomplished something today. For me, it comes easy within prioritization. So I literally just list out whatever goals I'm trying to achieve. I write that down. And then whichever problem comes up, I prioritize. I need to work on A, B, and C and just go and get it done. For me personally, it seems like the stress and the hurdles that over that come my way, it excites me. It gives me an opportunity to go out there and solve something, um, to make it practical for someone else. Literally, it's just prioritization. What needs to come first, what needs to come second, and what can wait. Um, there's some things, there's some great tips out there on time management. You don't check your email every hour. You don't answer every single text right away. You set aside time for those. And you literally just write down what is important, and then you go and you tackle that next. How do you build systems to serve your customers? Great question. So what I'm endeavoring to build is a complete work model where it removes me from the situation. And number one is to automate as much as possible. So what we're moving the website to, it's almost finished, and upon completion of our close next week, we'll take some pictures, put it up, and the site will begin to be automated. So how that is going to look is folks will be able to come to my website, and they can design whatever material or item it is, and it will go straight to the manufacturer, and the manufacturer makes it and sends it to the end user. So for me, automation is key with success and trying to set up a system to where the customers come in, they have some say, and we have so much technology these days that is no excuse to not automate as much as possible. How do you manage your team? How do you make sure everybody does what they're supposed to do when they're supposed to do it? That is also the second challenge, if I might say. The first thing is trial and error. So you need to first find people who are motivated and who are driven. That is the hard part, to be honest with you, because everyone from an interview looks stellar, looks impressive, but it's not till you throw them to the fire, so to speak, till you find out what their values are and what their work ethic is. I desire to surround myself by people who don't need to be micromanaged. I am not a micromanager. I prefer not to be. So I give people test trials like a month and see how it works out to see how they present themselves to me and see if 
they bust their behind and say, I want to do more or I don't want to do more, but their actions will tell me exactly who their personality is. So I don't judge solely based on an interview or through a phone call or through a resume. I like to give trial periods and their actions will speak louder than words. But everyone works remotely. No one has to come in and sit in an office, which I value because I myself, being a millennial, hate being in an office nine to five. So it gives people the freedom to work from whatever city, whatever location, and how they get the task down done, I do not worry much about. I'm all about the results without cheating or without doing it legally. So as long as they get the results within the deadline, how they use, find the results and how they get to use their creativity is up to them, which they like because people want to utilize their creativity. They want to show their strengths. So they appreciate the way I manage, and I appreciate the folks who come in and ask for extra work or just get the work done that's asked in the time that I needed it done. What are some of your productivity secrets of things that keep you productive? I say writing down a lot of that I do is number one and making sure I have a sound to-do list. So I may not write it down on pen and paper these days. I have a little note app that I use. But writing down what tasks need to be done is number one. And number two, delegation. I don't try to do everything myself. Uh, I try to do as much as I can. However, I'm surrounded by intelligent, awesome, driven people. Even my investors are intelligent, they're driven, and people do want to help if you make it clear what task it is that they're asked to do and not be vague. So for me, delegation is huge and outsourcing what the task that I cannot do or I do not have time to do. And then writing down the things that need to be done and staying on top of it. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. What are What else do you want to share that I didn't think to ask you? <laughs> My vision for the firm. Um, I'm excited about the yoga clothes that we're coming out with right now. Um, it's yoga pants for women with pockets that I'm super excited about. Again, because I'm tired of seeing women stuff their phone in their pants, waist, or bras. And we are coming out with some horse riding pants as well, which is similar to the yoga pants, men's short shorts, men's board shorts. And we have an awesome campaign we're going to run called No Sag Swag Basketball Shorts. So everyone's tired of seeing people sag, and what we designed was some longer basketball shorts that go below the knee so people won't have to sag in order to get the length of their shorts longer. What I found from talking to manufacturers and myself as a user and other people out there is shorts aren't necessarily made longer. It's made for a specific audience who prefer their shorts shorter. So I want to cater to the audience that wants longer shorts and we're super excited about that we're super excited about our sandals that we designed for men and women so i'm just excited to give customers i want to make customers excited when they put on our clothes and my biggest motto is uh, exercise in style or wear something that makes you happy because clothes do have an effect on our emotion i love the hidden brain great podcast by the way along with yours. Um, and one of the things is clothes do have an effect on our attitude. So I'm super excited on where we are and where we're headed. Awesome, awesome interview. What would be for 
our listeners who are resonating with what you're saying and want to learn more about all the different things that you offer, where are the best places for them to go to consume more from Kian? You can check us out on our website, which is vonelijah.com. That's spelled V-O-N-E-L-I-J-A-H.com. Or you can find us on social media, anywhere you look and find Von Elijah, our logos across everything. It's V-E at the top, Von Elijah at the bottom. So you can find us anywhere on social media. We give away a lot of UP tickets, free UP tickets to football games. We'll be giving away some Rockets tickets. And we'll be giving away free apparel as well almost every month. So if they follow us on social media or our website, they'll find out more and can get some free products. Okay. Thank you so much. We greatly appreciate you joining us today. Fascinating interview. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Keon, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Stephen. I hope you have a wonderful day. Or Seth, I apologize. That's okay. Thanks, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to this special productivity series of the Direct Response Marketing Podcast. I've interviewed hundreds of the most successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and CEOs all over the world. And I want to share with you one of the biggest ways I've discovered to triple your productivity that I've learned from these amazing people. Even better, I'll pay you $500 to test drive it. Just go to take the500challenge.com. That's www.takethe500challenge.com to learn more. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.